Davies in the middle. Checks back against Carter and scores. That is atypical for the Amina Margot. Good evening and welcome to the Vic Acres Wonderland first ever episode and tonight I'm joined by two of my usual favourites where we was found on Canon Chatter but now we've kind of moved on to our own thing. Um, I'm here with my two favourites which is Matt and Adam. How are you doing boys? Um, I'm well. Um, I'm looking forward to what we may have in store for this uh, debut episode so uh, here's hoping it goes well. Looking forward to it. It's been a while and it's been a long time. I think the last time we did anything together was actually the Euros. So mm. it's been a long time and I'm looking forward to it, that's for sure. No, definitely. It's been, it's been a long time, but a lot has happened since then. So I think I think the, the news of the day for me is the England squad. Mm. Um, it's been announced by, by Serena. We've got Earps. Uh, McIver, Emily Emily Ramsey, and Ellie Roebuck as for goalkeepers. Our defenders are Millie Bright, Lucy Bronze, Jess Carter, Neve Charles, Rachel Daly, Alex Greenwood, Maya Letizier, Leah Williamson, and Lotta Wobbemoy. In the middle park, we've got Laura Coombs, Fran Kirby, Jessica Park, Georgia Stanway, Ella Toon, Kira Walsh, and Katie Salem. Mm. Um, <laughs> our forwards are Lauren Hemp, Lauren James, Chloe Kelly, Katie Robinson. Alicia Russo and Ebony Salmon. Matt, can I get your thoughts on that? Because we were talking about this earlier today and it's going to be an interesting conversation for sure. Yeah, so if I go from the goalkeepers, it's a bit odd really to have four goalkeepers, but at the moment it might be a suspicion of who's going to take that third place. Hannah Hampton's not really playing for Aston Villa at the moment. A little bit of issues there, so... Uh, who who takes that? It's Candy McKay, but she's not really playing at the moment. For Man City being their number two as well. So Emily Ramsey's been given the call up, which I quite like because she's done really well for Everton this season, even though she's on loan from Manchester United. Um, she actually single-handedly kept Everton a clean sheet against West Ham a couple of weeks ago, uh, literally just stopping it from going in on the line as well twice as well she a couple of times she palmed it onto the crossbar and things like that so she's a great goalkeeper she's only young as well and it'll be a good experience for her in to be in the squad defender wise it, again when you've got Rachel Daly scoring goals up front for Aston Villa <laughs> <laughs> yeah and there have been some beautiful ones I will say yeah. that <laughs> um, a bit of a questionable one but it's that versatility isn't it at the end um, a bit of a shame for Gabby George, Player of the Month as well. She was doing really well. She, she scored a rocket as well for Everton. Um, so Everton are getting a bit of a shout out from me. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a shame, but I think what we'll see is that a lot of swapping and changing over the next couple of months before 
that World Cup squad is finally announced. But um, the one question I kind of had about was Jess Carter. Was she really getting a lot of game time compared to some of the others in the squad? Um, and I th- I th- I've got it right. I think the stats are she is one of the lowest because a lot of her, her appearances come from the bench. Uh, midfielders, Katie Zellum, no, just no. <laughs> <For me>. <laughs> <laughs> I have to wholeheartedly agree on that. She can't keep the ball up for less than five minutes. Though she she is the she just can't do anything unless it's a set put piece. That seems to be the only thing she's capable of doing because she can't pass the ball any more than five yards without the ball being taken off her. <laughs> um, uh, what well, Jess Park? Again, mm. a questionable one because she can play up top, uh, but she does also drift onto that right-hand side. So she can; she's very versatile in that. Like she's had a really good season with Everton as well. Again, another loanee from Manchester City. So it will be interesting to see if they get minutes as well. If I imagine if they were to play anyway, it would be against the Italian team. Um, and then up top, you've got. The usual suspects. It'll be. I think the main issue I have is with Katie uh, Robinson this time, who's only got two goals this season, and she only got, managed to get an assist against. Oh, I can't. I believe it was Reading at the weekend. Um, but it is. It's a worrying sign that you've got someone from Brighton coming in to play, right, even though she was in the last. It's. It's not really as a comment. Not trying to. Domain Brighton because there are some fantastic players playing for Brighton at the moment, or even possibly Poppy Patterson, who's not even got on the call up. But it's just when you're not up top, you need to be either when you're, well when you're up top or when you're in the midfield, you need to be making those passes or you need to be making those assists and goals. And she hasn't really been doing that for for them, which is where they're sort of midway between a relegation battle and mid-table at the moment, so it's a bit difficult at the moment. But obviously, you've got Beth England that could have been in the squad. She was in scoring form. She's missed out. Mm. Yeah, no, it's complete, completely agreed with Katie Salem. I mean, at the moment, I think we said earlier, Jordan Nobbs is getting a lot more minutes now um, up at Aston Villa, and she's, yet again, been passed over, which has really irritated me. Um <laughs> This is the first thing I said. First thing I said, is, uh, I, I, t- I told Matt when I, when when he sent me the team because I hadn't seen it. Um, but other than that, I'm quite content with it. I'm just, so there's a couple of question marks on there, and I'm like, mm, can we do better? Yes, we can. Um, as as Matt said, like Rachel Daly needs to be playing up top. She's had some absolute rockets, and I have been cashing in on the she plays fantasy football on her. That's for sure. Adam, what are your thoughts on the England team? The I haven't had my chance. To, I'll be, well, I've got a few thoughts. I haven't had a chance to properly digest it because um, this is the mm-hmm. first time I've actually just seen it. I've brought it off my phone now. It's the first time I've actually seen the full team sheet. But I was more aware of the absentees rather than the, the picks. So um, Jordan Nobbs and Beth England, who have obviously recently left their I say bigger clubs in quotation marks to find minutes, um, especially Beth England, I think went for a um, British player record fee to Spurs, which was quite incredible and um, got a very nice goal against uh, Chelsea, uh, which was nice. Um, so maybe it's a bit of sweet to see. I know it's just a, it was so much. Who do I support there? Um, <laughs> but you thought, yeah, she's she is a reliable goal scorer, just hasn't been playing. And I think 
the reason she hasn't been picked this time around, and the same with Nobs, they're only just getting their feet in at their new clubs. Um, they've been, you know, Nobs has hardly featured for Arsenal, I would say, for a season and a half, victor of injury and the fact that she doesn't play in the manner Jonas wants to play, which is fine. Jonas is entitled to play the way he wants to play and he thinks it works. Jonas, um, Nobs doesn't fit. It's only right that she finds somewhere, you know, minutes to play. And, I, you know, we wish all the best at Aston Villa. Um, so, yes, I think Nobs may be in on the next squad. If she gets a run of games at Aston Villa, I can see her coming back in the squad. And likewise with Beth England. If Beth England gets a run of games at Spurs and, and you know, gets the goals in, because Spurs need goals. Um, they, they've struggled. Ever since they thrashed Brighton 8-0, they've struggled for goals. Um, so if she becomes their sort of star striker and, you know, raises the attention of, of Serena, then she could come back in. I'm intrigued to see what Ebony Salmon does. She's a player that everyone seems to rave about. She's obviously currently over in the States at uh, Houston Dash. Um, so I want to see, um, you know, how good she is. Hope she gets a go. Katie Robinson is a player I don't really know much about. You seem to know more about her, Matt. I've not really... Sometimes that's not, it's an unknown, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what she does. And then you've got the classics. So Alessia Russo, which I'm sure we may talk about again in <laughs> the podcast, but we'll see, you know. Um, very interesting to see how she um, steps up from being Ellen White's sort of substitute uh, replacer to the leading light of the attack, because I think that is what she's going to become going forward. So a lot of interesting pressure on her. Obviously, they've got Hemp and Kelly, Lauren James. I mean, I saw her against this, but that goal against Spurs was just ridiculous. Um, and up until now, I've sort of people have been sort of talking about Lauren James. And I thought, well, you know, she's fast, and you know, and they've been saying she's been good stuff. And then I saw her at the weekend, and thought, no, no, she's good. No, she's she's rich, scary. No, I, I t- totally agree with that. I think she's better than her brother. If I'm honest with you. Yeah. Well, yes. So, yeah, so I'd, I'd like to see them two go have a game of one on one and see who, who's better. <laughs> Another for sure. one used to be in our academy sadly so um i'm intrigued to see what um what she comes up with um on, on the pitch. hope she gets a goal you know bring some of her chelsea form um to the international stage so that's exciting to see um it'll be good to see the likes of walsh and stanway come back from there obviously they're over in in, in europe see, see them again see how much their experiences at bayern and uh and barcelona have improved them because i i think that they you know stanway's tearing up in the bundesliga as far as i know with with uh um, with Bayern Munich. Interestingly, she made a news resolution that she wasn't going to get a yellow card in the new year, and then probably got, <laughs> and then probably got booked in her first game. So, <laughs> so wow, that lasted very that lasted long. Exactly. I wonder if I wonder if one of our certain one of our girls is going to try and do that one year. Well, although she did do very well up until that Man United game at the Emirates, uh, I will yes. give her that. And then um, again, I, I it might be kind of my fault because I, I said to Matt who was sitting in front of me, I said, "Is it the day she's going to get a card?" And what did she do? Gets their card right in front against, of us. And she did again against Chelsea. Um, yes. Katie Zellum, you talk about. I know quite a few people don't think. Um, and this is not nothing personal against Katie Zellum as a player. I'm sure it's absolutely fine. But people don't rate her as highly as say some of the other ones. For me, she's a bit. She's a bit um, James Ward proudish, and mm-hmm. that she's a, she's the captain. I think she's captain of Man United, and she's a really good dead ball specialist. And we saw that unfortunately when they came to the Emirates, they got two late set pieces. She was on mm-hmm. set pieces, two great deliveries, two goals. So, can, can she apply that to the well, international stage, the way that everyone plays? I think personally, she's too slow. She well, loses David, the ball too quickly, too slow for me. David Beckham became an England legend because he could take a good corner and a good free kick. So mm-hmm. you never, she might, it might be one of these like options off the bench sort of situations. That might be where how he sees. But I do think there are better midf- technical midfielders than Katie Zellum. Definitely, oh, no, definitely. There, there is, there's, 
doesn't matter who you are, you're always going to find someone who's better than you. End but, of story. And that's just set, how it goes. From a set piece perspective, I think she, mm. that's maybe why she's been given the nod. I don't think she'll start. I think she might come off the bench. But it's one to look out for. Also, Letitia, one of sort of the rising stars, you know, she's moved from Brighton to Man United. Um, now she's getting called up. Um, so I'm intrigued to see um, how she does. So there's a few, there's a few intriguing names in there. Whether they'll get minutes, I don't know. But mm-hmm. uh, I think it's worth um, uh, watching the. This is the Arnold Clark Cup again for uh, see how they do and see if we can retain the title. No, definitely. I'd love to keep. I'd love to keep hold of that cup. Mm. Def- definitely. I mean, it'd be great, great fire starter to, to go over to New Zealand and Australia for the yes. World Cup this summer. Yes. Can't wait for that. Really looking forward to it. Um, I'm going to move on now, guys. I'm going to talk about the transfer window. So <laughs> we saw Victoria Pelova come back, Catherine Cole, and Sabrina D'Angelo come and join us, and Arloni at Everton, Gio, come home, which I'm really excited about. And mm. I know someone else on this screen is as well. <laughs> He's got a big smile on his face. And we'll come to Gio in a minute. So what have you guys made of our new signings? I mean, two two of them scored against Leeds in our cup run. In our yeah. 9-0 demolishing of Leeds. Yeah. Um, what did you guys make of it? Um, if I was there, I mean, it would be very impressive if D'Angelo had scored as well, being a goalkeeper. But um, uh, <laughs> Unfortunately not. <laughs> it was a very exciting um, sort of showcase. Um, uh, they, they had their, they came off the bench against Villa and got a few exciting touches. Um and we have to have the caveat that this is Leeds United um, and this is not the Leeds United that we played in FA Cup final back in, like, I think it was 2008. Oh, I mean, they trained what, what, twice a week. Our yeah. girls trained five, six days. Exactly. We were There's a, a different... massive, massive difference. I mean, back. one of their players, if I remember rightly, sent a tweet on social media. It doesn't matter what the score is yet tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going to win because I get to play against Leah Williamson. Which and get her shirt. What I get is... Yeah. is um, is her hero and these little things are like that it's mm. appreciated in the fact that leah leah actually gave her her shirt post match mm. it was just absolutely it was a, brilliant it was a, a lovely lovely touch but it's interesting to see that in the past leeds and arsenal were sort of in the same league yeah. and due to issues at the uh, club at leeds united that that women's team sank right down it's a shame to see but it was um it was a great game it was a great occasion which arsenal obviously won and we got to see Palova and uh, and Molecule, uh in action and yeah Molecule, I think got player of the match both of them scored um, Palova I'd say had the pick of the goals um, interestingly for, for observant people have noted we actually saw Palova play at um, Meadow Park um, much 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 earlier in the season mm-hmm. we played Ajax in our Champions League playoff and she was in that game and she was again playing against us in the return and um, she was um, the, the most notorious thing out of the game was that she was very physical with some of our players, especially with yeah. some of the tackling, which um, caused a lot of consternation. Um, I'm excited about it. It's it's a young prospect, and in fact, all these Geo, which I'm sure we'll get to later in another one. We've mm-hmm. gone very young and very promising talent, um, which I think we guess we're going to hope to grow into the team. Um, so I'm excited about it. Um, Pullover, I think, is giving us an extra option in the attack, sort of in, maybe in the wide areas or maybe as an option for, for Marnham. Cool, I see, Molecule, I see as an alternative to maybe Kim Little to maybe operate more at the base of the midfield. Um, very, um, very exciting. Uh, also, if they also start in the Euros, I should mention uh, Pullover scored against um, Switzerland in a 4-1 win. That nice. was the game when Lear Volti um, got injured 
and with three minutes to go and Switzerland imploded. And Molecule also played at Euros and got sent off against Germany in that 4-0 loss to Denmark at Brentford. She got oh. two yellow cards. She came off the bench, got two yellow cards and got sent off. So oh, wow. what a great Euros for her. Um, Pal- yeah, Palova is a bit, I'd say, is raw at the moment. Um, opinion is sort of mixed from what I gather with some people who have seen her play and you've seen her play for a national team. I think there is promise there and it was up to Jonas to sort of shape her. Um, Molecule is deemed as one of the big bright lights of sort of Danish football. She's the one coming through people are quite excited about. So, I mean, it's pretty obvious that um, Jonas is bringing a bit of Scandinavian flair to um, to Arsenal. And you can't, you can't, yeah, based on recent signings of obviously Stina as well and Hertig, which we may get to later. Um, so I can understand the likes of Molecule coming over. I'm I'm happy with them. Um, D'Angelo is the interesting one because we are quite stocked with keepers at the moment. Stenson's gone on own to Sheffield United. Um, we've got Marchese who played against Leeds and did absolutely fine, pretty much because she had nothing to do because we just okay. kept, we just kept attacking Leeds and Leeds unfortunately yeah. offered nothing. We've got um, Manu as well, so we've got three keepers effectively with Stenson out on loan. And I think the school of thought is that Manu might go at the end of the season. Um, yeah. Not and 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 I think that's for personal reasons, which and um, that may come out later. Um, so it might be that D'Angelo is coming in to be the next number one. So we'll see. I wouldn't be surprised if she started against Man City and the cup tie coming up, which I'm sure again we'll talk about. But I think that yeah, D'Angelo certainly wants to keep an eye on. We saw her play against Aston Villa, and I think did absolutely fine. Was completely competent. Um, you know, clean yeah, sheet. I mean, clean I mean, sheet. Well, fine. Um, so that's pretty much our um, incoming. Should also shout out, you know, farewell to Jordan and farewell to Mana. Um, sad to see them go, but you know that, that's that's all. Wish them all the best. Also to Leanne Hall. Sad, you know, amazing career in our coaching team. Sadly, she's gone. Wish her all the best, and also shout out that Mead is staying on for a few more years. So we will definitely see her play again um, next season, which is very exciting. But of course, there is uh, the one and only Geo, and so I'll leave that to Matt. <laughs> to um to you know tell us all what was she like when she played at Everton what was uh, what was she uh, what, what kind of player can we expect at Arsenal for the next half of the season a lot of stuff you put you nailed on basically Adam um oh, too kind <laughs> I, I, I think I'll start with the outgoings obviously we lost Jordan uh she was really loved everyone really enjoyed her the fact that I think we all sort of knew that she was going to move on it was just a case of when and where um, if I'm, I'm not really I, Aston Villa I think seems to be the place for her at the moment she's really enjoying it at the moment as well which was the main reason for her joining I, 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 there's a nice little uh, story where she didn't even know Lucy Stanforth was signing at the same time and so um, they just sort of walked past each other just before they were about to train and they were like I didn't realise you were coming as well um, <laughs> brilliant so, but and then you've got. Oh, we've also lost Mana now, who's going to be out of contract at the end of the season. She's now gone to Tottenham. At the end of the day, I th- Mana needed game time, and she wasn't going to get that under Jonas. There was the incident against Liverpool where she was meant to come on. Jonas turned around and said, "No, you're not going to come on." And then she eventually did come on with about two minutes to spare, yeah. and that was in the end of the yeah. time. Yeah. She was she was not in, in the happy place, and Viv did have a go at him for that. Um, uh, you wanted to know about uh, uh, yeah I'll start with Sabrina Sabrina 
interest, interesting that we went for a goalkeeper. It wasn't one that we were expecting to happen. I think that was one of the ones that you would have thought if we're bringing in three three players, it would be midfielder yeah. and someone in the striker right wing sort of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a bit unexpected, but as you've mentioned with the Manu situation, it's understandable. But I would have thought if we've got two top quality goalkeepers in, uh, Spring is one of the ones that are currently contesting for the Canada, uh, Canada's number one goalkeeper shirt. So she'll want to be starting a lot more. So it'd be more, I would have thought, Kaylin Marquise then goes out on loan to get that experience because there are times where against Zurich she wasn't as good as, say, how Manu would be in that situation against Zurich or mm-hmm. how I'd imagine Sabrina would be against Zurich or anyone do else. Think, do you think it could be a confidence issue where she hasn't actually got her minutes it, since it she's arrived? Have... She hasn't really featured, if, if I remember rightly. Yeah, yeah, only in Europe, hasn't it? Only Zurich, I think, really, really mm. everything else has been Manu, which I get. No, no of course, but we need someone. I feel like I'm hoping Sabrina's a bit stronger than Marquise because I don't think she's strong enough to knock Manu off her perch, and I don't want Manu to be too comfortable for the rest of the season. Manu came in strong enough to do that. She came in again uh, for the Villa game. She claimed those crosses like they were nothing, and <laughs> I think that's what something we can build on. So someone like Man United. If if we had to choose between Manu and Sabrina, I think probably you'd probably pick Sabrina just because she is more comfortable dealing with those than Manu is. Um, and then we go further up the pitch. We've got uh, uh, Katrina uh, Mulakul, who's been described as the next Pernil Harder, who's got a higher ceiling as well. <laughs> So oh, that's, the, um, that's a lot of pressure. She's a very good player, regardless of the club that she she plays yeah. for. But it, that's a big call. It's going to be an interesting one, to, and I think it will be a wait and see. She's only nineteen as well, so it's yeah. plenty of time for her to develop and decide where she's going to play. Is she going to fill in the Kim Little role? Is she going to fill in the Leah Walty role? Is she going to be? It also helps that Freedom Mind's been the side, and although she's been the attacking midfielder since Viv's been injured, mm. there's also that option there that she can potentially play. Um, it doesn't help that you have a bit more versatile defend, uh, midfielders at the moment because we have Leah filling in for Leah. Other Leah. Leah. Leah W. The LW squad. Um, yeah. But. Uh, Victoria Plover, I'm very excited about. I was she was really good in the Euros. Watching her play for the Netherlands twice against Switzerland and the uh, that Portugal game that that three two game. game. That Portugal game was just magic. <laughs> you just look at them and just thought, how are you managing to score against what is the defending champions? And it was, yes. it was very, very odd, but it was a very entertaining game. But... Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, you can't underestimate an underdog because I know yeah. most people from conversation they already written them off, mm. and they obviously turned up to play. Mm. So they were very dirty, though. They were diving around like. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm. This is no offence to people that are Portuguese fans, yeah. but are you surprised 
with a reputation from a certain male player, <laughs> I'll be surprised, honestly. No, I'm, I'm definitely not. But credit to them. They came and they did the game to them. I will give them that. Mm. So just, yeah, we'll carry on with Pelova. So when she came into Ajax, we were kind of excited, weren't we, about what we were seeing? Because it was this the Pelova that we were going to see from the National League team. Uh, unfortunately, she was a bit more aggressive than we would have wanted. Could have ended up with a lot more injuries. Jonas ended up having a word with her about it. She, we were interested in her in the summer, but it just couldn't get across the line. She decided to stay. She's yeah. also she was doing a, gr- a degree at the time as well, which was also an issue. So it looks like we decided to buy her six months later, which perhaps worked out for the best. She did yeah. some. Personally, for me, she was a she was the player of the match for. Uh, the game against Leeds because she was everywhere and she was creating a lot of the chances. Yeah, it's um, almost like she was putting the strings to the whole yeah, game. She could have had a few more goals just... as well. She missed her head right in front of us, but so the goal she did take was brilliant. Really good technique. And nice. uh, yeah, the Definitely. way she the way she plays, I, I honestly just the frustration of West Ham had she been brought on. Personally, for me, if she'd have gone on for Frida instead of. Um, I think it was Lena she came on for. I think, I think she came Well, no, no Hertig she came on for, I think, Hertig in the end. Yeah, Lena. So, I, um, that that would have been my change. But then again, I would have probably taken Kate Ford off as well and put Lena on <laughs> that um, But uh, Gio, uh, Gio is, how can I hide to describe her using words that <laughs> I just... I love, I love her to bits because she does everything that you want in a, almost a striker, but a winger. she's almost in the Beth Mead mould mold where she'll press. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the first times I saw her play was in the Merseyside derby. She was the one that chased down that ball that Liverpool got a corner from. Mm. The ball came back and she she just ran it down. She got the tackle in and Jess Pike was in there to slide it into the back of the net. So... Uh, but she she's a phenomenal player. She works her socks off, and if it means, but it seems that she's had injury issues with her hip, and this is one of the reasons why she wasn't playing as many minutes. She also scored a goal against Tottenham, which doesn't happen. <laughs> That's, That's always a plus from an Arsenal book, there, is it not, boys? She's um, she's she's another one that again you saw her against West Ham. She. It was a bit odd, really, because she wasn't doing what she was doing against Aston, uh, against Aston Villa. She's, she was cup tied. Um, she, she wasn't doing what she was doing against the Aston Villa and not Aston Villa, no Leeds, sorry. Where she was driving, she was driving down the um, right hand side mm. and putting balls in for fun. And unfortunately, she, I don't know what the instructions were, but she wasn't told to cross it in for whatever reason or. But she has that quality in that final third to be able to put balls into the box. Uh, if hopefully she doesn't have these injury issues that we've seen, she'll be able to contribute a little bit more. And hope. And had she had that more chances, I think we would have probably scored that goal if we weren't so wasteful in the final third against West Ham. Yeah, definitely. I think we do have a very, very in Geo, like we have a very Beth Mead-esque player, but I don't want to put her in the shadow of Beth Mead. She's the darling of international women's football, you know? So I can't do that to her because although she's a, she's an impeccable player, the, she just, she's similar to Beth, but I don't want her to be identical. 
purely purely on the basis is each player should be their own and being in another player's shadow as big as Beth made this it's going to be can. really difficult for her especially at her age she has to bring something new to the party too yeah you know, no definitely but at the, this point what she brought to Leeds is what I feel we're missing sometimes over on that wing and it's it's this is gonna sound really harsh but with Lena Lena Hurd who hasn't set the world alight for me just yet I'm waiting for something yeah. special so there are reasons for that. So Lena obviously um, was our pretty much well. Her and Marquise were the two. Marquise were the two signings we made in the summer, and but Lena got injured. I think it was Leicester away, and she's barely played. And the t- and it's unfortunate because the time she should have played was when when Mead went off injured. That's when Steen, Lena could have got in and got a run of games before Christmas. Yeah. So she's pretty much since she's had to start from scratch with the, starting with the Chelsea home game, which you know was was well she unfortunately. Fortunately, Bet struggled in that one, um, and she is making up for lost time now. So, I do have some sympathy for her. Um, I hope she can um, pick up the the pace, as it were, uh, and because I think I do think there is a talent in there. She did get a goal against Leeds, which was well taken. And uh, why here? She's very good. She's got a very good aerial presence. She's very good, um, from, you know, crosses, heading, and so forth. So she could be an option from set pieces. So that might be something we end up seeing her for. Um, we should also address the obvious um, for all our signings and all our shopping. Um, there was one thing that was missed off Jonas's Christmas list, sadly, yeah. uh, all the things he asked. He asked for it in the summer, he asked for it in the winter, and it still didn't come, which was, of course, the striker. Um, there, there were a few. Um, there was there was Debrina, um, Brazilian striker. That didn't happen. Um, like, I think it was uh, Lacasse. Uh, from Benfica, she um, she didn't come either. Um, the Russo one, which set, quite frankly, Woso Twitter on fire. It, it was did. it was it, an, did. it was an incredible twenty four slash forty eight hours, um, but it was a deal that could never happen. Um, I mean, yeah. thing is, wouldn't oh, I'm a bit apprehensive if she'll renew her contract because her contract's out in the summer. This is the thing, but we had that with Viv last season, you know, six months. Into yes, we did. We did. We did. And then we had Barcelona snooping round. And yeah, I don't want to relive that. No. I, it's, I, it's no. Just, of course. I don't know what it is with Barcelona. They just suck up all the good talent and take yeah. it away to Spain. And, um, and it's just, for me personally, it's really frustrating because I players like Kieran Walsh, Lucy Bronze, yeah. I enjoy watching them play on English soil. We've lost them and now to Barcelona. We've lost we've lost them to Spain. I mean, even even Stanway, I liked watching her as well. Yeah. The so. ir- the irony of obviously Viv is we were worried about what our team would look like if Viv wasn't playing. Well, now we do anyway. So uh, just I, I'm diff- sorry, boys, but I don't think Viv's going anywhere at the moment. No, no, no. But I mean, <laughs> unless so, it's to another it's, team domestically, if you know what I mean. She's out the team obviously with the ACL. So we, we yeah. are, by signing or not signing her, we were now you know playing without her. But the Russo deal, I mean, I wanted Russo to come. I think most people wanted Russo uh, to come. She I think, I think most of the fan base would have wanted Russo, Russo yeah. to disappear. I would, have, I would have loved it. But I can't oh, see her leaving Ella Toon yeah. at United. Thing. I just can't see it. Can't it's, see it. That's I mean, why it's interesting summer. And I think, the, I think Russo... got that song, Toonie and Alessi Russo. Uh, and it's, it's just... Every time I scroll past it, it's the sound on TikTok. And I'm like, yeah. no. But it's it works. Smith Rowe song. It's our song. They stole it yeah. from yeah, I, think, I, know. I think Russo I know. will stay if Man United get Champions League football. I think that's. I Ooh, think that's it's, a lo- it's a long way from. But it's a gamble. It's a gamble. Yeah, it definitely is a gamble. I mean, 
what's the top two places that get Champions League football and then top the third goes through conference? Three. Top three. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so they could go through through knockouts yeah. then in that case. They probably could go through the whole big playoff situation. So it's one to keep in mind. Man United are gambling on that. Russo has yet to sign an extension. They could have got her for that amount of money. But Man United were never going to sell, and especially to a rival because they rely on her too much. Um, what was even more interesting was the fallout that followed. Um, there were rumours and speculation um, from trusted news, news sources. I mean, this is not talking ITKs here, we're talking respected journalists who know their stuff, who that there were certain Arsenal were overly desperate, shall we say, in trying to get this player. Um, they were willing to basically throw the family jewels at it, even though which which some of the stuff it sounded really illogical and it caused caused quite consternation but joe was desperation to me to be honest and it was we need a striker yeah exactly but you don't don't, we need an extra striker you don't throw the striker you've already got to get the extra striker because then you're back to square one you've got the question is this true well this is is the the key thing this is exactly we all know we know we all know what scene is like I love her to death, but she just can't yeah. stay on side. She didn't do well yeah. lately, but she cannot stay on side. She, yeah. I mean, well, I love the cheeky is, back hill with the, yeah. in the Leeds game. That was just like, yeah, I'm here. Because I was watching my Twitter feed and they're all moaning about her. Next next three minutes, two goals. Go away. Um, I'm sitting there saying there's no confidence issues. Her positioning, that's the problem for me. Funny thing is, we had a special chant for the North Bank. And we saw a different chant. It was a new two, the, two and other one bites the dust. Two, about three seconds later after scoring, she'd run through and, and poked into the net. Um, <laughs> Brilliant. The, the, news, the news around the, the transfer was very interesting and it was very quickly, Jonas denied it at all. He said, no, that's not the case. And I think there was a lot of misinformation circling around transfer. Oh, definitely. There's a whole, there's a that's whole that's what the transfer window does now. I mean, yeah. as the games got bigger, it's, it's going to circulate around social media. That like, it's yeah. like More and more people watching it, people are going to start making up things. Like Kim yeah. Little to Man United. Like, no. The cave to Chelsea. It. That was something yeah. that came out and then was came out through the you know you know um, respected journalists and then other journalists saying oh no that's not not true at all and I think the Russo that was did. a fan made r- rumor though that's yeah, the, the thing is thing is thing yeah. is with the Katie McCabe one which really irritated me there was a video of her and Steph Catley last season yeah asking them what team they support and Katie oh, yeah, Kat down and I was Steph. like yeah, I saw that rumor and I put my hand in <laughs> my head in my hand and I went no yeah I, I just What's interesting now is this that because of the high coverage, that's the most that that window is the most hyped coverage wise with WSL transfer window I think I've ever seen. Normally these things pass and, and nothing really happens. And you know, maybe if you know, hard are going to tell us, I think was one of sort of the big sort of deals. Mm-hmm. This was a time when everybody was on their Twitter, everybody was looking for updates, and we're getting excited when we hear a second bid's gone in. Um, and then Arsenal obviously had one last punt, which was uh, Senior Bruin with Leon, and that was just too late in the day. I think Jonas has said that the the whole club needs to have sort of a review, and I agree that it needs to review on how we manage transfers because I think the world is changing and the world of women's transfers is changing. Mm-hmm. And I fear no, that maybe it will do. I mean, the money prices are going to go up. FFP is going to come into place, and mm. I, I I do think it should before it yeah. gets too silly. I mean. Yes, Beth England was a record signing for Spurs, but when is too when when does it get to the point where you're paying too much for a player? When how long how many seasons? So I have a question: How many seasons do you reckon it'll be before we get the first million pound women's footballer? Oh, we were going to go five hundred thousand for Russo ish, mm-hmm. give or take. So how long? How I give two, it three. Three I was seasons. Say two seasons. 
Because at the moment we wait to contract expiration until players. If, very if the girls can pull, I'm, I'm I'm saying this very prematurely. If the girls in for England can pull off the World Cup, yeah, three seasons, and that's a massive if mm. because we're going up against the US, we're going up against Brazil, mm. and obviously the European teams we've played them before, but it's all these external factors that come into place with teams you don't get to see us play regularly, yeah, and that's what concerns me. But if they pull it off. If they come in second, third, this this whole thing will absolutely spiral out of control. Yeah. Well, yes. in a good way, in a good way, not in, yeah, not yeah. in a bad way, but yeah, yeah, the, the people will be watching. A lot of the problem is though is that some of the, these teams they're hoarding these players. Mm. You look at the Chelseas, the Leons, the Barcelonas. But Chelsea, they would have picked them up for free. They can now officially sell them for what could be. A couple of million, if they really wanted to. But I think you look, if you look at, at Chelsea. Mm. You look at Chelsea. They run as a business. They run as a football club. They do it at the men's academy, the girls' academy. They suck up all the talent, and then sometimes, if unless you're an extreme exception to the rule, you never hear of them again. I can guarantee you, players like Amari Hutchinson, you will not see in the first team on a regular basis. Yeah, first I saw him, he was um, in that, I think it was that Man City game, just came on for a few minutes. I was like, yeah. oh, yes, I remember you. you went to Chelsea <laughs> because you thought the grass was greener. And, oh, how's that working out for you? Oh, and he disappeared again. And I think maybe he appeared in the FA Cup against City or one of the like, yeah. cup competitions. But, yeah. He, yeah it, I think, I think this is just complete guesswork for me, but the Chelsea Academy must work like that for the girls too, in mm. my opinion. And... They've always, they've always, always had a good academy system, and the way that they operate and the money off it is, is, it's really good, but it's not great for the players. What Chelsea? Do you know of any Chelsea? I mean, I don't know any, so this is an open question. Do you know any players playing for Chelsea at the moment who have come up through the academy? Maybe I'm guessing Jess Carter, maybe, or I don't know because I can't think Possibly. of any. Millie Bright came from. I'm just trying to go through that squad. Millie yeah. Bright came from uh, Donny Bells. Mm. Um, Frank Kirby came from Reading. Yeah. Um, Aaron Casper came from Glasgow City. Yeah. I, um, I think this is the thing. They might have a good academy, but I don't know how many of them get into the first team. But obviously, not people. Many. Just... I don't think. Lauren James, <laughs> probably. Tell no, she was one of ours, wasn't she? she Lauren was James. Yeah, she then was she one of ours. She moved to Manchester United, then she went to Chelsea. So, um, yeah, so, it's not it's not that many that you can actually say, yeah, they're from the academy. Yeah, when you look yeah. at us, for example, we got Lotta and Leah, who have both come yeah, through. Yeah, you got yeah. Michelle, Ad- Ad- Adamiang. Nice, because nice that would be Adamiang. I like that. So <laughs> <laughs> we've got the likes of Michelle, as, as you said, Lotta, um, and if, obviously a few other, a few a few others on that list as well. Mm. We've got a few of them that have tried been on that bench. Um, the goal, uh, the goalkeeper, Reed. Um, actually, yeah, I think at one stage we have won the champ in one of the Champions League game. We're on the goalkeepers was one of our academy players. I think one of the problems is as well is that from sixteen, uh, you haven't got like a under twenty ones or anything like that. So mm. there's no way to really develop yourselves in any situation. Yeah, so it's kind of there's no big yeah. like academy league as you say to mm. yeah we lost some good players as well Alex Hennessy ended up going to West Ham she's now at Cholton we've lost uh, 
actually, I think I counted it out overall. It was something like over 30 players that are currently in the WSL that used to play for Arsenal or were part of the Arsenal system. Yeah, Lauren James was. Lauren James, I think, was one of ours at one point. Yeah, Lauren yeah. James was on there. You'll know, be surprised. I mean, I think... I think, I think as the game's as the game grows we will eventually get around to 21 and we'll see a lot less of this and we'll have a lot more homegrown talent so to speak that's so. come through so. our doors don't get me wrong i love i love getting new players in and everything else but the players who come through our academy are just as important mm. we know that from the men's teams from our from we love Emil and bukayo yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's really important. I think it's definitely something Arsenal need to invest in, for sure. Um, I think one goal that needs to be spoken about is Michelle Adjimiang. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The position, <laughs> and she received that ball and straight in the back of the net. This girl is only 16 years old. We cannot let her go. No, she... I mean... What was your view like from the North Bank, Adam? It was fantastic. We, when, when she came on, I mean, we already had a chart lined up for her mm-hmm. to the tune of Oops Outside Your Head. Uh, just sing her name to it and uh, when she came on we want you thought this is the perfect chance you know the perfect you'll never get a better t- you know for a to get your, your first Arsenal senior goal you know against this opposition who are absolutely off their you know they're on their feet they're knackered they're a beaten side you know fairly boots and she took it in splendid fashion I mean the touch to take the rebound in, in one movement and then and then volley it immediately before the you know it was just brilliant and we were Amazed. We were absolutely thrilled that she got that goal. Um, we basically on the day we wanted all the all the debutants and all the, the hardest, you know, the the, the actor scores to get their goals, which I think pretty much all of them did. Um, so no, it's she's a terrific talent. Um, obviously, again, we have to put the in the inverted comments. It's Leeds, so you know it, it, she hasn't done it against, say, Chelsea or Man City. I mean, if, if she did it tomorrow, I, I'd be and, absolutely. Oh no, I completely agree with that. But it's her first senior goal, so it's still yeah. just as important. She oh, was, was really impressive, though, in the start, early starts of the season. She ended up coming on for Les- against Leicester mm. because of the leaner injury. But she was really impressive then. And mm. if she can do that, I think it's going to take a little bit of time, maybe. But she'll get there. And she's she's part of, she's good enough to be in the squad. And Yana seems to like quite a lot. So I'm sure she's scoring as well for the under-18s as well at the moment. So it, it's a chance for a another player to step up as well in that Beth Mead sort of position on the right-hand side, or potentially, because she is quite tall as well, she could play up the top. I, I think, yeah, so much of what's exciting about her is also the unknown, because we've hardly yeah. seen her play. So I think mentally we are sort of, and this is also applies to Geo as well, and a lot of our new signings, because we don't know much about them, we're sort of mentally projecting onto them all our hopes and dreams that you are going to become the player we need to save our season. And so, and so yeah, that does add pressure. Um, I'm excited to see what she become. I think she's probably the the first youngster to sort of get really sort of hyped. I'd say since maybe Ruby Mace. I remember when we had Ruby Mace a few seasons ago, people were talking good things about her. And then obviously she decided to go to Man City. Um, and I think this is the, probably the next sort of star player to come out of the academy who's now mm-hmm. getting the minutes. Um, I'm yeah, I'm excited to see how she plays. Um, I. As much as I'd love her to, you know, come on and get a late winner against City tomorrow night, I don't think that will happen. I think she, she'll probably be on the bench. Mm. Yeah, I don't think she she'll... might. You never know. She might get a few minutes. You never know. If she does. I hope she scores a beauty. Yeah, I'd maybe, love to see it. Maybe she'll I be really close to that win. You know, take take Ford or or her to go off to give him, you know, some rest ahead yeah. of the. Um... Although I think I'd prefer a Gio goal tomorrow night. If I'm honest, I think, 
I think she's cup tied though, isn't she? I think Matt said yes. She is. Mm. So if anything, she might be on the bench. She'll be on the bench for the academy game at the weekend, which uh, I'm against Man City again. So yeah, twice. Mm. Um, yeah. So hope hope we see more of her and hope we see you know get to see more of her and and then not to judge her, but we can appreciate more her talents and and have more to talk about. But uh, an exciting exciting start to a hopefully successful Arsenal yeah. career. Definitely. Not, there's not much to talk about the West Ham game. It was an in <laughs> draw over the weekend. <laughs> There's not much to say about it, but fans are saying we've thrown the league away. Yeah. Have we, Matt? At the time, I was thinking yes, but I'm looking. But I think it was more out the frustration of the amount of chances that we had, but just couldn't put it in the back of that. Um, fair play to West Ham because they actually did. How their plan was basically if you're going to attack us attack us and they just had a low wall and couldn't get past it, Mackenzie Arnold pulling out stoppers left, right and centre Casey could have had a banger, again she still hasn't scored one this season um, deflected oh, someone said Leah Williamson, I don't think I saw the Liam Williamson shot she fell over, she shot and it was just going oh yes yeah. Yeah. yes, I remember that now yeah um, that would have been quite funny, though, if she did score. <laughs> it would have been. <laughs> uh, um, but th- there were chances there. And again, I look back at that and think there were chances where the subs could have come on quite early. For me, um, it seems to be every time... I, I, I keep on going having a go at Caitlin Ford, but it's not her fault. Uh, well, it kind of is. Um, because <laughs> she, does she does have her hit and miss games, I won't lie but she's not been that bad this season for me by the sounds of things that's one of her first bad games for me she she was should have been on the left but she was on the right this time and i think she works best on the left when she's working with steph catley Mm -hmm. but lena was on the left she was right and i felt that that was the wrong way round and i i felt i full struggled to impose herself in that game unfortunately um it's it's um yeah there was it was it was a frustrating one you were saying about losing the league i think um, my thought was at the time is, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't think we're going to win the league before getting it, simply because of the injuries we've got to our key players. I was, say, I was talking to some people, it's like the equivalent of losing Henri and Perez, you know, at the start of the season, you know, what you meant to do. So, I, and at some point, and also we haven't signed a replacement striker either. So in some sense, I don't say Jonas has got his excuses, but he's made his stance pretty clear on what he wanted and what he doesn't have. And I think it's a case to see what we can get out of it. But looking at the stats, if you look at how these results match up to last season, technically, we're only two points worse off than we were last season. If, let's say, we would go to Man City the weekend and win, it could happen, um, we'd, we would have actually, our average would have all evened out and we'd be on track for the same points as last season. Mm-hmm. The, the tricky thing is that the results, the, the games coming up are, of course, Man City away in the league, Chelsea away in the league, Man United at um, away. away in the league, and Man City at home in the league. We've got a hard tough, second tough half of the season, plus Conti Cup against Man City, plus FA Cup away at Chelsea. Yeah, I think before, between now and May, we're but at Kings Meadows three times. <laughs> so something's got to give. Yeah, I think. we're at Kings Meadows three times between now and May. And I, I'm just, I'm not happy about that at all. <laughs> if three, three, three times? We've got the FA We've Cup, the league. Yeah. And then I think I was looking at the fixtures the other day. I'm pretty sure it's three or twice. It might be twice. I think it's twice. Be wrong, but we've got the Champions League as well. Um, the draws. No, we've got the FA Cup. 
yeah. got the league. Yeah. That would be an interesting yeah. one. Imagine if yeah, the, the first, yeah, it is twice. I'm sorry, we're away in Kings Meadow, our second to last game. Yeah, that's going to be the <laughs> semi-final against Chelsea. Yeah. in the Champions League. Yeah, it's no. just a it's just a nightmare. It it's all happened at once, and the West Ham game you felt was Man United dropping points. We needed a win, and it's a game we should be winning. But the fact mm. that the chances and all the shots we had, we didn't have anything clear cut. The best ones were in the first half. Lena had to do better at the near post. We saw the how Adjumang took that touch and volley against Leeds, and then you saw mm-hmm. Steve who took her touch, and sadly spooned it over the bar. And it was like I was saying to a friend of mine the other day, for me. She is like Giroud to what Miedemar was Van Persie in, in the sense of, and that, but that's also how she plays in the sense that she's a, she's a build-up player, she's a hold-up ball, she's an air presence, brings others into play. The problem is the players that she would bring into play to get all the goals are out with ACL injuries. So now, now the pressure is on her to score. And any striker following in the, in the, in the path of Miedemar is always going to look worse because yeah. Miedemar is so amazing and was so amazing. And oh, no, that's so, that. Well, isn't it was? She always will be. She oh, will come back she's stronger. Amazing, we but, know this. Come on. But Viv's, Viv's moved to ten. I do. I do think. I do think Frida's been doing really well where she's, she's playing. She's top goal scorer this season, and I'm absolutely loving it. And I think you might have heard me when I said to Matt at the Chelsea game at the Emirates. Sometimes she's warm water. Sometimes she's searing hot. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, her game picked up, and it was just like, boom, there we go. Yeah, and it was so, just, it was just, yeah. No, she's been doing really well playing in that position for sure. If we didn't have Frida Liotz and Mornham, um, it would have been. I think our season would be in a slightly worse state. It's borderline at the moment. If we can get a good, a few wins, mm-hmm. you can maybe claw it back because Man United are actually looking okay this season, and Man City, while they've had a bit, they've been a bit wobbly. They'll kick on at some point as well. I think this could be one of the most exciting titles. We say this every season that, oh, it's the most exciting title but it, race. But it we, is. We do say this every season, but it just means it's getting better and better and better, Absolutely. which is what we want as fans. Even if it's not for your club, as a neutral fan, that's what you want to see, especially with in the league, like the, the WSL. For this me, is what we want. This is what we live for. For me, we have to win the, if we win the Conti Cup this season and get Champions League, that's a successful season. So that's why I think that the Conti Cup is absolutely... Great. If you win the Conti Cup, I'll feel a lot better about the rest of the season because we'll have a trophy in the back pocket. So that's why I think tomorrow night is so crucial. If we beat Man City, we've got a chance because I think we can beat Chelsea. I saw at the Emirates, we match them. We just need to kick the ball in the net or hope we win another penalty for Kim Little to convert. Um, <laughs> that's the, it's that's just unfortunately where it is. We, we are, we, we've got to work with what we've got at the moment and hope our players find some form and pick up the slack. And that can happen. From 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 darkness, you know, surprising uh, people come out and surprise you. Vicky Pullover, she could suddenly come out and be get the five ten goals we need. Suddenly out, yeah, and get a bit of form. So we've got to see how it goes. But yeah, the West Ham game very frustrating. Uh, in other news, Matt, <laughs> uh, one of your other favourites is back tomorrow. Leah Volti. Mm. Are you to see her back up against the City? And do you think she'll play the full ninety? And how strong do you think City are going to go tomorrow night? Uh, well, City have... This is the problem is that what I don't like is that we're playing them twice in a week, which basically mm. means either you win win one or the other. So it's a case of what I would imagine City will want to go be in that final. It's more 
for them to get something out of it. It's sort of like a consolation if they end up getting third at the end of the day. Hey, at least we won trophy. Whereas last season, we should we should have realistically had a trophy in the bag and we didn't get it. Um, how I, I would imagine they'll go full strength. They'd have Bunny Shaw, she's scoring well. France, Laura Coombs as well, also doing very well. Um, I, the only question is is probably about the goalkeeper. Would you have Ellie Roebuck in goal, or would you put um, Sandy McIver down? McIver. I, I wish you way you want to say it. Um, it's difficult to say. I think we have to go with Sandy for a cup game at least, and then get Ellie to play on the Saturday for WSL. That's 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 just my opinion. It probably won't happen, but, yeah, but that then makes sense they to might me. Decide. That it's going to be Ellie Roebuck in goal for both games, which means I would imagine they might do the same as us. I imagine we're going to have a semi-rotated squad against City. Um, just for me personally, what would I rather have Leah Volti for three points or a semi-final? Uh, for me, it's a to get the three points away at Man City would be more important. So I would imagine that Leah stays as the defensive midfielder in that front three in that middle three. Um, it's that uh, the problem is is uh, we need to be scoring and we can't afford to have these slip ups. So sooner or later, someone's going to be needed to drop to say, "Look, you're not performing as well as you can." Um, Caitlin seems to run through these gaps, which is what I was trying to say about during the West Ham game. Mm. Those times where she actually tripped up over herself, mm. sort of, um, trying to get the either have the shots or she could have just done a little bit with the movement where she could have had a won the ball, she could have just deflected and that would have gone in. It, it was, yeah, I have a feeling that if she is dropped, then it would be Lena on the left or and you'd, and you'd move. You can't have Geo there, so who then goes on that right? Kate. Okay, I would probably put Katie on the left, at left back just because step, just for, for uh, suitability, but then again, there's always the opportunity to have Lena on the right, but uh, put Katie on the left, and then you have bring Pullover in. Caitlin, yeah, you have uh, Caitlin up top and Stefan back as left back. But then Noel Mar- Maritz needs minutes. Uh, she didn't. She played a little bit against West Ham. Mm. Uh, I think so- Vinoyter will start. Actually, I think he'll rotate that. I think he might. I think he saved Vinoyter for this game because I think he thinks Vinoyter the better right back. This season, the Moritz. I think I think Vino will come in. I think it's interesting what you say about McCabe. I think there's a chance McCabe could start at left back, and he might go for a different left wing option rather than going with Steph Catley. So that would be interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if Leah Volti started, but came off after 60 minutes, and maybe had Leah shift into the midfield, or maybe go Little and Cool, um, Colum- mm. yeah, Muller Cool in the midfield instead. I think Greener for me starts. Yeah, I think she'll be the I think she'll be the goalkeeper for this one, like she was in the in the Conti Cup. I think she will, and she'll get a proper examination because Bunny Shaw, Chloe Kelly, Lauren Hemp. I expect all three of them to start, and I think they will they will test. The good thing is about our team is at least defensively. Um, now that those um, early injuries to Rafa and Leah have cleared up, we've actually got a really good defensive unit. Our defence is good. Our midfield is good. It's all about the attack. So as long as we keep our back door shut, as we know we can do, we have a chance. So we'll see. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm quite, I'm really looking forward to tomorrow night. It's my first time back to Meadow Park this year. I've waited this long. I was meant to be at the Villa game, but 
couldn't get there, so I can't wait to be back in the North Bank. My flag, yeah, my, my well. flag is washed and ironed and ready to go up and stand. I'm pretty sure the game against West Ham as well was our first uh, clean sheet for a while. Mm, I think Manu, out of 10 games, Manu's only let in three. Yeah, but you go back I don't know how many goals, but she's let in goals in three games. We didn't play the game against the- Brighton. We didn't play uh, not lead. So, because we're talking about the game against Chelsea was the last time. That's one all. It was Chelsea 0 0. It was the first game since the Chelsea 0 0 we haven't scored in the game. Yeah. Yeah. But it's been a while since we had a clean sheet. Probably in Leicester away. I'd say probably Leicester away, yeah. maybe. Uh, it's been That'd a bit. Be it's been a while, but I'm really sorry, boys, but I can't see us coming away with a clean sheet tomorrow or on no, Saturday. But I last... just can't. Those front three are looking very dangerous, especially Bonnie. Well, here's some optimistic ideas. In the last time um, Man City came to Meadow Park, they lost five nil, mm. um, and the last time. And they came to Meadow Park in the Conti Cup. It was a semi-final, which we won two-one, and Mali saved the penalty. So um, that was that was Ooh. in 2020. So, all the signs, uh, all the signs point to the good, but we'll see what happens. Oh, we'll see. I don't, I don't, I don't want to jinx it. I'm going in a second. I can ask Matt's favorite question, absolute <laughs> favorite question. Um, <laughs> I really don't want to predict this score because I can't say which way it's going to go. If I'm honest with you. I off. want an Arsenal win, but I can't guarantee it. I mean, you've got to go to penalties if it's level, but I don't know if we get extra time as well. I don't know how the mechanics work on that front. Um, I hope it doesn't go to penalties. because I've got awful. to go. Sorry, guys. So no worries. Matt, can you give time. me your score prediction? I'm just wrapping up. I think it's going to be one. I think it's going to be one nil Arsenal. Oh, oh, brilliant. Nice one. Brilliant. That's what I like to hear. All right, Matt, I'll catch up with you soon. Take care. Take care. Cheers, cheers, Bye. Really enjoyed it. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. I'm, and then there I'm, were two. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to I'm going for two one Arsenal. Um, like just because it was last time. Um, but that is obviously insinuating we're going to score. I do, do think we will score because at the weekend West Ham were defeat. Well, first half they were they actually went for us a bit. It was a contest, and that's why we had some chance to win. So there will be spaces to exploit, especially on the counter. Um, and the good thing is, is if we're going to counterattack, Stina is useful for that. We saw the goal we scored, the third goal against Villa that Ford scored. The yeah. ball was cleared up. Stina held on to it, retained it. Marnum, Frieda Marnum, Frieda Marnum and Caitlin Ford came with attack. Feed it off, on it goes, on it goes, goal. So I think we will get ch- better chances and with the home advantage as well, which is, can't underestimate, we've got a chance. And I think this, if we get a win here, that will at least give us some confidence going into the City away game, which I think we'll probably draw, um, which again, wouldn't be a terrible result. Do you know what? I'd take a win, a win in the cup and a draw in the, in the league. Yeah, I will take same. that all day long. I don't then, want to see no L's anywhere. No, I mean, it, on the topic of L's, if there is an L we have to take, mm. and I'll probably be, I'll be, I'll get slated for this. I'll take the L in the FA Cup. Uh, just, just to get, just because of the the lack of options we have, we might need to concentrate our resources elsewhere. Actually, do you know what? I can completely agree with you that mm. there, because as I said earlier, I don't like going away to Kings Meadow. 
if we lose away at Chelsea, like if we lose away at Chelsea in the FA Cup, I won't mind. Uh, oh, I won't mind. I mean, it's like losing to Man City in the men's FA Cup. It's like as long as we're not beaten five 0 If it's a close game and we lose it, and we go okay, we gave it a good go. Chelsea. As long as, as long as my thing is, I don't have to say this about the girls. As long as they give a fight, I don't care. Yeah. At this point, I just don't want a game where we roll over because that kind of stuff it upsets me. I get annoyed and I I, I can't get upset with these girls. If you want positive omens, the last time we played Chelsea in the FA Cup at this stage of the competition, mm-hmm. it was away at Kings Meadow and we lost 3 0. But it was in 2019 when we went on to win the WSL title. So you never know. <laughs> that is true. But it's, it's a bit like the fact that every time we've, apart from this year, every time we've met Man City in a quarter final, we've gone on to beat them and gone on to win. Yeah. It didn't happen this time. <laughs> so I love good omens, but now I'm a bit hesitant because they're actually <laughs> true. Well, but we'll see how, it's, the, how it's it goes. not doing it for me right now. <laughs> it really isn't, but I'm hoping the girls prove prove, prove me wrong. I hope so too. I really I can't wait to get back to Meadow Park. Can't no. wait to see you for the first time in 2023, oh, Adam. Good. It'll be, be so good. cool to hang out. Hmm. And I just really I want to say thank you for coming on tonight. I really do appreciate it. Um, Always a I know. I know it was last minute and it, yeah, I've been working on this for a while and yeah. I just want something to have as my own sort of it's, thing. It's good. It's been really good fun and um, I hope, you know, people enjoy it. I hope we can, you know, make a few more. So it's been good fun. I oh, know, definitely, definitely. I mean, this is going to hopefully be a weekly thing for us. Cool. Um, so, yeah, no, and that's the end of the first episode of Vic Acres Wonderland, which is absolutely amazing. I'd like to thank both my guests, Adam and Matt, for coming on tonight. I really, really appreciate it, as always. And I will see you all next time. Have a good evening.